welcome to Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha. I'm an audio engineer and an editor with Press Sound Web, as well as a lead instructor for Church Sound University. On this episode, we're going to be talking about CFX, Church Facilities Expo. Uh, for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing lots of presentations. Um, at the end of September, a lot of us got together in Dallas, Texas, and taught a bunch of courses and did a loudspeaker demo. So uh, before we jump into that, I just want to give, of course, my special shout out to the show's sponsors. So first up, we've got uh, Digico uh, with their new Quantum 338 and other House of Worship solutions, and that's available at digico.biz. And we've also got K-Array, whose loudspeaker solutions can be found at k-array.com. Okay, so this episode is actually a recording um, on, that came out first on the Signal to Noise. Um, it was one of their episodes, but in essence, we all kind of got together in Dallas at this large convention center for the kind of inaugural sort of physical launching of Church Sound uh, Church Facilities Expo. So uh, for a lot of us, this was the first time we've ever met in person, and uh, we've known each other for a really long time over the internet, uh, but we just hadn't had a chance to, you know, come together for obvious reasons. So it was kind of, you know, we went there for work, of course, but it also was a really special kind of coming together, uh, almost party-like <laughs> scenario at times, because we got to come together and talk about business, like our goals, our dreams, what we wanted for Pro Sound Web, what we wanted for um, Church Sound Magazine, what we wanted for the podcasts, uh, all this stuff. And so this all kind of came to a head when we got uh, inside of an Airbnb uh, at our colleague and friends at Hannah's place, uh, right next to the convention center. And we ended up talking for, I think the, I think they cut it down for the episode, but it was a good long while. And we got everybody together, sort of hit record and had this amazing conversation, um, regarding, you know, church facilities expo and, and our future. So without further ado, I bring to you the church facilities expo episode of signal to noise and a church sound podcast. Welcome back to the Signal Noise Podcast on Pro Sound Web. Podcast Network. Pro Sound Web Podcast Network. I always, we're not going to get it right. No. It's okay. I'm glad you're here, though. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. been a long day. It's here. been a super long day. We are joining you from Dallas. It's really hot. It's in Dallas. Texas. We are in Texas. That's right. And for the first time in the history of the Signal Noise Podcast, we are all here together in the same room. Kyle Turnside, what is the coolest thing within arm's reach? Uh, one, Michael Lawrence, two, Chris Leonard. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely within our streets. I was going to go with my cup of tea, actually. Oh, I see. I get it. Never mind. Uh, okay. My balls. My balls. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, we are out here at the CFX trade show, the Church Facilities Expo trade show. Uh, we are doing the live sound, uh, what do we call it? The, the loudspeaker showcase. It's the live, live sound, sound magazine demo. loudspeaker demo. We've got yes. uh, four loudspeaker manufacturers. Each brought two rigs, and uh, people can come and hear the different rigs. I hear the same music played in round robin format. So I'm running the, the console. Thank you to Alan and Heath for supplying an Avantis. And Kyle mm. and, and Chris here are the, the MCs. Yeah, and also, I, since, since we have a special guest coming up a little bit later. We you have know, multiple I, special I, I know, guests. But we have, so we have, since sponsors from the uh, last week of demo were uh, Alan Heath. We have mm -hmm. some yep. from Alan Heath here. Mm -hmm. We have Carl uh, sitting over here a little bit, stopped by from Electrosonics. So yep. That's cool. And you're from Rational, so we have that's all, true. All, the all the sponsors are represented. Are represented yeah. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. No giveaways, though. So, Kyle, let's, let's jump to this real quick. So if someone's never been to a trade show before, 
uh, like we're doing to, yep. to a speaker demo. You've been on this both from the attending standpoint, yes. uh, the presenting standpoint, from the manufacturer standpoint. All of that. Um, yes. So you're coming to listen to a bunch of speakers. What 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 are you? Yeah, you know, we'll start with the manufacturer side because I'm very curious of what prep work goes into a manufacturer side when you're doing a demo. Again, this is not a shootout; it's a demo right. of hearing the different things. So product making sure that you have enough and adequate amount. I mean, uh, most manufacturers don't have road cases for their things, so making sure that things are gonna ship properly to the event. Uh, most manufacturers that have been doing um, trade shows or events, demo events, have road cases that all their GAC cables, pins, everything goes into. Um, Setup is always a bummer because sometimes you have to wait on the trade show or the house staff to mm -hmm. lay carpet, mark out your thing, bring you electricity. Or go find your stuff that yeah, you shipped hey, in. Find your, stuff. find your stuff. You, you know what? And and thank goodness for the fine people at Freeman because yeah. every convention center, just about, I would say, just about every convention center on earth, I believe, is handled by Freeman, and they've <laughs> almost they've 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 almost got it down to a science. So getting your stuff in and out of the trade show floor is a mess, but they. They unconfuse the mess for and you usually have like a point person with them mm -hmm. to get things where you need to go um since we are in the time of covid i will say this i was i was talking to keith earlier and um there's this thing it's called the namthrax there was <laughs> there there wasn't um a vaccine for that and, and it wasn't mandatory but we all knew that you have to wash your hands mm -hmm. and everyone is going to get sick while they're on the trade show floor because it's just a lot of talking a lot of people interaction a lot of touching uh, a lot of visual stuff, mm -hmm. a lot of tired. Um, you kind of get beat. It really does. I remember AES, Potter and I were talking about this, like AES, I remember just being at the end of the day, just you're just beat. Yeah. And it's not like you're doing a lot of physical activity. It's just the interaction and the attention and it's loud yeah. and there's stuff going on all over the place. It, it does, does wear you out. And, you know? and the different trade shows are different uh, people too. Like mm -hmm. we're here at the church facilities expo here. So, uh, it's a different market than NAM and it's a different market than Infocom or anything else that goes on. So, well, let's talk about that from a manufacturing standpoint. Like you did some work with a speaker manufacturer. So when you're going to a demo, you have to consider, well, this is for example, a, yes. a house of worship market. So are we thinking about what products are most suitable that we want to show off to those, those attendees, you know, versus, yeah. versus a different type of market? And everyone kind of worked into this weird Harman slash JBL uh, thing. It was called verticals. And mm -hmm. the verticals kind of broke down your product line into touring or things with wheels that you can move around, mm -hmm. portable, which are movable items as well, and small items. Speakers and, on sticks. And, and then install. So. Yep. Um, the install people will be more geared up for like an Infocom or a, uh, a church expo like this one. Yeah, this I, one's more, more install based, yeah. yeah. And, and then you would have NAM, which would be bring out the big guns. Uh, also, you know, uh, what was that one in Frankfurt that we did? Holy cow, it was massive. Plaza? But Plaza, yeah. So that one's your big guns and your whole line. Like you really, I, I think Europe with the trade shows was really fun because you kind of got bigger area, bigger space, louder, less rules. Like that was that was insanity controlled. It was and, fun. And maybe when, when we get Carl on a little later, that's something he can speak to as well. But <laughs> yeah, I want to also sure. talk about from the other side, the attendee side. Um, 
first of all, it can be pretty overwhelming because they're like, hey, there's breakout sessions and there's five choices and they're all at the same time, yeah. right? So I think... It's kind of like, like Warp Tour. Yeah, exactly. What <laughs> band do you want to see, right? So like looking at the schedule ahead of time, trying to familiarize yourself with what the options are and trying to pick out what you want to see, circle the booths you want to go to. So you have a yeah. plan when you get in there? Because if you haven't been to a trade show before, it's really overwhelming. The app was a game changer. Yeah. And the app sure. started happening when I started doing uh, Midas support. So... Um, that was a game changer because you could find stuff on the shore show floor. You could get to where you needed to get really quickly. You have all the list of classes. Mm. You know, if they're doing any kind of certification classes, it was always awesome to you, see that. You did a lot of teaching those, right? You were teaching yeah, here console and there. trainings and stuff? Here and there. You know, it just depended on what they needed me and what kind of, you know, facilitation that I had to do. I had to play to my crowd for both events. It, it, it's definitely challenging and fun, and you do have to know your crowd Kind of like you did this morning with the gain structure thing. It was like you have to know your crowd. And my crowd know. was anyone who was actually awake at eight fifteen in the morning. That was my crowd. <laughs> it was Which, you, had, you had a decent crowd. It was good. It, yeah, I, I was like, there's gonna be two people there, and there was more than that. Kyle so, and I were there, and then yeah, more showed up. And yeah, there were some great. people taking notes. Michael said after the third slide, if you learn these two things, you don't have to be here anymore. And so we I'm, left. Kyle left. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I think part of it is the show floor was not open, so they had, it was a captive audience. They didn't know where to But but I think. Um, you know, uh, let's touch on the, the networking aspect because it's really, yeah. it's really yes. important one. Like, come home with a just stack of business cards, you know. Like, there's this yep. conception that, oh, no one uses business cards anymore. Like, I disagree. I take a stack home. I go put them all in my contacts. I send a little email to everybody. Hey, it was great to connect with you. And, and you know, those connections come in handy yes, months do. down the road when you're like, oh, man, I really need to talk to somebody about that amplifier or whatever. And you call that person up, you know. Man, stupid thing. I was talking to Keith about this today, and it was about manufacturer uh, employee life cycle. Mm. And I didn't know what trade shows were for. And when I got lost my job or you know got laid off from Midas, I was I was scrambling. I was like, you know, what do I do? And I, I called a bunch of my industry friends that had been doing this for a long time, and they're like, well, you're still going to Infocom, aren't you? And I was like, oh, why am I gonna go? I don't have a console <laughs> anymore, and nobody likes me, and I'm unemployed. And, and they're like, no, that's what people do. This is the place to network to find your next gig. Mm. You know, you're gonna be wearing your next polo with an embroidered logo from a different company next time I see you here at yeah. NAM or whatever. So yeah, networking is imperative. So if you're just walking around with a bag of free goodies, like you got the sticker from. Uh, I don't think I got any swag. I, this, I got an electrosonic sticker. That's the only swag that I got. Yeah, it's because so, we know Carl. Yeah, like yeah. Carl brought yeah. stuff Thanks, in. Thanks, Carl. But everyone would go to NAM and grab the orange. Remember orange cabinets and guitar amplification? Yeah, yeah. They'd grab the bag, and that was the thing that you started dumping your stuff in because it was the... It's like Halloween for, for nerds. Yeah, yeah, Halloween for nerds. And it all became networking opportunities. Like, even though I worked for a console manufacturer, I went and talked to all the other console manufacturers <laughs> and... I kept doing it, you know, and I keep doing it. I did it today. You guys saw it. We walked down to the show floor. I walked yeah. over to Digico. I went and saw the new HD. Yeah. Chris was checking out the SSL. Yeah. 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 Fernando and the guys from yeah. SSL are here. I, I, heard, I heard Clang for the first time today and played with that a little bit. So that's that, a, that that's was, a cool that was kind of I told you, I, we did an episode where I mentioned that before. If yeah. you have not heard the Clang it's stuff, wild. you're stupid. And. <laughs> Well, so I, I was stupid until today. I was yes. stupid until today. Chris, how does it that feel to be not stupid? Amazing. Yeah, I'm um, not stupid anymore. Pasquale. Cool shout thing, out Pasquale yeah. from uh, Clang. He's amazing. And the cool Brilliant. thing about the, the Clang is you do actually don't need the hardware to, 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 to like demo it. You can nope. get the app, plug your headphones in your phone, and, and so you can hear what it does. And it really is yep. really cool. Han, um, Hannah and I walked by the booth, and I was like, hey, man, make sure you come back here and demo the yeah. Clang. It's amazing. Do we want to get you want to get a guest well, well, Before yeah. we get the guest, one other thing. So talking about the demo. So, so this yeah. time, um, oh, yeah. so, so we do level matching. Mm -hmm. um, 
um, uh, with 10 Easy. So I'm curious, in the past you've done a C weighting, some mm -hmm. choose an A weighting. Can you talk about maybe no differences you noticed there or, or, yeah, you know, or, that's actually, or what, that, we're, what we're trying to accomplish right. when we do that? Yeah, that's a really interesting one because, you know, so the C weighting gives you basically broadband, right? A weighting rolls off. It's like 20 dB down and 100 hertz. So the subs are not really a part of that, right? So if you do a C weighting, say we're going to lock everybody in at 100 C, which is what we've done in the past usually, right? Everybody with their manufacturers, different rigs, they all have different tonalities, different sub tilts and yeah. stuff like that. So they look exactly the same on the meter, but they sound very different, right? The perceived loudnesses are all over the place. And so people go, why is mine not as loud as that person's? So this year we tried A weighting. And so it matches a lot better with your perceptual loudness. And yes. then what you start hearing is, okay, well, th these guys just have their subs turned up more, right? So, so you hear it for what it is, which is different sub extensions. Uh, and that, I, I'm, I've been pretty happy with that, how that's worked this year compared yeah. to when we did a C-weighted. I mean, Same. When, when I would watch your uh, 10 Easy while we were doing the demos with the, each speaker manufacturer, yeah. I'd see the weighting on the other side go up to the 100, and I was like, ah, mm -hmm. yeah, right. sub-energy. Well, and you have the C-A yeah, up as so well. Yeah, so we're, we're showing uh, A, C, and C-A so people can yep. see that. And so the C-A is literally showing you that tilt. And that's the thing is that every, every, it's kind of funny, I'm, you guys are talking and you know, I'm trying to EQ your mics and as soon as we change to a different PA, it's a different tonality. So I kind of had to just stop chasing it after a while because you're not going to get, you know, it's a moving target in that sense because all the, the, the systems have different tonalities. But I think the other thing, you know, it's not really like just go stand in front of this box and listen to it. How does it sound off axis? How does it sound behind? How much does it weigh? Could it come in white? How much does it cost? Mm -hmm. You know, is it passive? Is it active? We have these amps. Can we use these amps with the new system? We have to replace it. There's a lot of factors that go into this, and that's why we 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 try to stress that hey, this is not a shootout. This is not a right. who can go the loudest. People are coming. They have applications for which product is best suited for your application. And so for some people, it's what's the price point. For some people, it's well, it has to be discreet. So we don't care about getting the loudest rig we can get. We just need something that fits in this particular space. Or hey, we only have a 500-pound point, so we need something that's going to be light, you know. And so um, you don't really know, as a manufacturer, Kyle, you can you can you know, you know give me your thoughts on this, but you, you don't really know what each person's particular bullet points are that they're True. looking for, yeah. right? So True. you want to try to talk to them, and and that's the other thing is we do the round robin demos. You. The reps are there for a reason. Yes. Go talk to them. Ask them questions and poke it and prod it and let them show you how it rigs up. And, and you know, that's that's what the reps are there for to help you get your questions answered about yeah. that product. So important to that note is that before you purchase or before you demo in your venue, wherever you're doing this, say, say we're doing a church. Yeah. Um, a lot of these manufacturers offer free drawings for your before they bring anything in, they'll mm. send you, you know, an ears rendering of what's going to happen in your room if we hang your, yeah. this PA, yeah. which is super helpful. So it, it's basically even a visual representation for a right. board member to look at what we're looking at, mm -hmm. what kind of coverage we're trying to get right. and, and how loud it's going to be where. I mean, these are all pertinent things to mm. a church boardroom that they can do on a spec sheet and not have to bring anything in or spend any money to start yeah. with. And and that's one of the reasons I think talking to the manufacturer uh, when we're at a trade show is super important. And another reason is because I, I didn't notice this until I started working for them. A lot of the manufacturers will send in their rep network and their salespeople. Not saying that salespeople don't take the initiative to know about what they're doing, but sometimes tech goes over their mm -hmm. wheelhouse. 
So, so if you're getting into the nitty gritty, yes. and you have specific questions, you want to, you know, you can ask the, the rep who, you know, who should Wait, I talk which to actually about this? Each of these uh, speaker manufacturers, you could tell most of them had an account rep and then a tech with them as well. Correct. You know, yeah. so to help, you know, help do that. So yeah, let's, uh, let's got a guest. We have, we have a whole lineup here. We have a gallery of guests. Should we like throw Everybody. something and see who catches it? Who's going to get married next or something? I said we go. Let's go. Let's, go, uh, let's, let's bring Hannah over real quick. Okay. Hannah, oh, Hannah, oh, you didn't see Hannah, that one coming. Hannah. <laughs> yeah, surprise. Ready. She let us use her Airbnb yeah, to record tonight, so yeah. we're, we're stoked. Which is larger than all of our hotel Hello, rooms combined, everyone. I think. Hello. Fresh out of Maine. Yeah. In, yep. Into a 100 degree heat. Not fun. It is hot. It is really hot. I actually have a question for you guys. Um, we're getting flip it. Flip it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, my first trade show, or trade shows, I should say, were as a student. Um, and like Michael said earlier, it's really overwhelming to go to a trade show, yeah. trade show as mm. a student and not know anyone, not know where to go. Um, not know like who to talk to or even if you should talk to anybody because you don't have any buying power yet So I just wanted to get your your take on that um, and what you guys think um, oh. People in that in that situation should do and who they should talk to and well, all that. I think it's so Kyle said you're, you're sort of investing in your professional network So it's not that it's not just the only reason they're here so you can buy stuff from them Yeah like you want to develop those relationships because then it comes down the road where you're working on something else. And, oh, I got a question and, and you call those people up, use them as the resources they are. They want to network yeah. with you. And if they do their job right, you know, I mean, when you get into a project years down the road and you say, oh, I'll know who can help me with that. Yeah. And I'm going to call this person up and, and they're going to, you know, they, they know this stuff. The, the cool thing about CFX is you can buy everything from chairs for your sanctuary to <laughs> to the little communion things. So if you go in over there and look around, so if a student was here today mm. and you're and you're looking around over there, there's sound productions. That's a production company. There's a couple integrators over there. Yep. There's also uh, people that do classes and university style teaching. Um, so. And maybe instead of heading to the gear, because that's the like, um, it's the it's shiny, it's yeah, the, you know, the yeah, thing everyone shiny. wants to see. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the boner moment. You like kind of want to go over to the Digico three three eight and mess around and like look at the SSL and like, wow, look at the spinny blinky lights. And can we say, three of Anises in one room? I don't know if that's ever happened before. Speaking of spinny blinky lights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But cool. there's yeah. more consoles. It's not just yeah. the no, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, but no, the, the, there is the alert to want to go see the biggest, most badass thing you can step up to and poke at it. But I think what you're saying do, is, like, yeah. you know, don't do that. Yeah, do, do that. But there's, there's people there like integrators make a lot of money. And I never knew that as a sound guy for rock bands. I didn't know that. And integrators also deal with a lot of corporate work. So it, it's, it's one of those things. It, this is all the business. This is all the business of audio. And yeah. I know you um, would say what Jeff Hawley always says, but yeah, develop yeah. those connections. And yeah, I, I think net, network, networking is the most important, mm -hmm. first and foremost. So it's, it's not about buying power, right? I mean, networking 100% would be the first for me. And just pure exposure. Right, uh -huh. there's going to be, you know, uh, you may have heard, like, again, I've heard of clients, I've heard talked about. I finally got to put my hands on it today, yeah. you know, um, and things like that. So I, it's it's exposure whether you're going to buy something or not, especially if you end up more in the freelance market. Um, you're going to do PA du jour, console du jour, or whatever. So the more exposure and the mm -hmm. depth you can have of just you know average understanding, you know, the next time you get to use that piece of gear, it's it's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Or or you know, or you meet the rep from that mm -hmm. console manufacturer and you get their card. And when you get at a club somewhere and something's not working, you call them up, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cool. 
That was my question. Uh, Are you enjoying it so far? Yeah, it's been good. It's been fun. I'm glad everyone's in the same spot, and I actually get to meet you guys in person. I know. Many tacos so cool. were consumed. Yeah. Pretty great. Tacos we, we were took consumed. took over a local taco joint. What was that called? Uh, Tejas Taco Factory? Uh, you have a card somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That, that, so if you're in Dallas, go to the... It's, it's <laughs> Texas, but with a J. It's Tejas Taco Factory, and it was fantastic. We had a great meal there. So I don't. I have my room key. <laughs> Sounded like a guy from New York. It's yeah. Texas with a J. Tejas. Tejas. Get out of Tacos. Hey, can, we, can we congratulate <laughs> Hannah on her, uh, her new position, or is that still I don't know. Works, is or? it a secret? It's not a, it's not a secret to can me. Can we say it? Yeah. Yeah? Go ahead. Uh, so Hannah <laughs> Hannah has joined uh, Rational Acoustics, yep. which is uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. What, like two months out of school now, yeah, and and, and right away with, with Rational Acoustics. So that I mean that you know says a lot that a major manufacturer like that was, uh, you know. Uh, Michael's noticed. actually sweating it right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of actually sweating. Yeah, maybe I might be training my own replacement. <laughs> it's like dig your own grave, and then we're gonna... that's what I thought I've been yeah. doing the whole time I've been here. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really excited about it. It's it's pretty great. That's awesome. Yeah. We are super proud to be able to help out. Like, the, there's so many people that have been came, became close to us because of the podcast, and like, we talk amongst ourselves. And when this is a success, you know, this is like something that we did that we consider a success. Like, I talked to you about it, and Michael and well, Chris. Well, people have been filling gigs and getting job opportunities yep. and connecting on Facebook, the Discord. That's what it's here for. Use it. It's not so. I mean, like, it is. It literally just exists so Chris can post pictures of himself, but <laughs> but use it for use it for those gigs, you know. Like uh, I did a gig, I I I went out and uh, did a gig and met some people, man. And it was fun. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Even if it's local, even if it's local to the area that you're in, and you think you need some stagehands or you think you need some help, post it on the Facebook, the Discord. Um, it, we're using a little bit different format than the other Facebook groups are using, so we're, we're actually building a community. So I think people are going to be able to find continuous work yeah. through us, and we're making friends, too. And I think that's one of the most important things. Like, let's just keep hitting the networking and thing. Send Kyle your business card. Yeah. Send me emails. All right, let's get a... Uh, let's let's spin, the, spin the Rolodex yeah, let's, here. Let's get, let's get Carl, Carl Winkle over here. Oh, yeah. Electrosonics. So... While Carl's walking up, I'm gonna, I, I kind of grilled him at the, the booth today <laughs> about the microphones that he dropped off because I was really interested because when Chris had me turn the thing on, it went into this mode where it was in this RF thing and, and Chris Well, was, no, it's actually, that was the idea. Actually, RF is not on. Yeah, you so can if you just turn it on, up. you can power it on so you can tune the frequency yeah, things like that before you're not without screwing yeah. before somebody Before you're over. transmitting. Yeah, it wasn't transmitting. And he told me, I'm sure he's going to tell some more, but the button can be programmable to a bunch of stuff. And oh, one yeah. of the coolest things he told me was, is the button can reroute the microphone to a talkback. See? Interesting. Well, okay, Carl, welcome. Yeah. Welcome, welcome yeah. back to yeah. Carl. Great Hello. to have you, man. I just want to start, you guys were talking about swag, and, and if this is not a DPA swag, it should that be. That is my Phantom I mean, of the Opera fan merch yeah. water bottle. Do you see the mask oh, on there? Oh, I see, a Phantom yeah. of the Opera. But yeah. don't you think? I mean, this looks like a DPA mic. It does. It? Oh, it does. They, they yeah, should yeah, just... Yeah. 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 Brand it. Anyway. That's the coolest okay. thing within the arms reach <laughs> of uh, Carl Wiggins. <laughs> Listeners cool. can't see that, but sorry. What so. you were a pretty early guest. You're like, I think that was was that pre was that pre Chris? No, no, no. We, it was, no. It was, yeah, it it was, was in the teens, yeah. I think. Yeah, too. it was early. Yeah, it was, it was early. like hundred episodes ago. That's crazy. Uh, so, I mean, Carl, you heard some of the stuff we were talking about manufacturer rep at a trade show. I mean, yep. do you have anything you want to contribute to that topic? Um, I, one thing is that if a, if a rep is properly trained. 
um, they should be asking the right questions because I find that a lot of times customers don't even know the right questions to ask. Mm. Yes, mm. correct. They're missing experience maybe or you know, they have limited time in the industry. And so the reps need to be asking really key questions. And I find it's very easy to just say something like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, do you have any questions? And they mm. don't know what questions to ask. You don't know right. what questions. Yeah, you don't know so what questions. So you know, I work with our reps to make sure that they ask a certain set of questions to get people talking. That's step number one, but then we really have to figure out what is it they're trying to do. And you know, something fairly common is they say, well, I want to get such and such you know, wireless. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to do? Yeah. What kind of work do you do? Right. What are your goals? I'm going to actually turn you to a different direction because of the answers that you've given me, mm. and, and you're going to spend less money. I mean, I find our, our job is to help them uh, make an educated purchase decision. They call so, that like pre-sales now, isn't that something weird? It's not like, technical yes. support, it's like pre-sales. Right, and that makes sense, and I always call it qualifying. It's a qualifying step. Correct. Figure out what the, you know, who the customer is right. and what they're trying to do. Uh, with that information, then you can really help them make the right decision. And, and I think uh, you would agree, given, you know, uh, sometimes the conversation you have that would give you honestly the most credibility is seeing what someone's need are, needs are or where the question really lies, regardless of whether your product actually services them. Yeah. I think there are definitely some manufacturers that will actually go to that conversation and have that, you know, um, and, and I imagine... That's good business. Well, let's call it what it is. I it mean, is. Electrosonics, it's a higher price market thing for the sure most part, right? Yeah, that's right. And so I'm sure that's a very tough conversation. Often it's like, oh man, this stuff's amazing, but, yeah. right? And, and I know you're pretty good at being able to have those those, those real conversations. Yeah, but, and here at CFX, I mean, that's not an uncommon conversation. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, churches that are smaller than, let's say, a thousand members are going to have a hard time affording the wireless that we make. And we're not really aiming to try to sell wireless to everybody. Right. Uh, we, we're a small company. We're, we're trying to make the best wireless and, and sell that to the folks that need that level of performance or this type of feature, you know, the flexibility yeah. mm -hmm. that we talked about with the handheld. You know, that's, it, it comes at a premium. I mean, no one is served if you sell someone something they don't need or are not going to use, no one is served in that interaction, nope. right? So, Absolutely. So, but if yeah. you're honest with them and maybe help them into another brand that would move them into you eventually, you're, that's just good business. It really is. It's good business. And, and you know, it feels right. I, I've always wanted to be able to sleep at night and, you know, work for companies that yes. I can represent and feel good and positive and mm -hmm. honest about it. Uh, so I'd, I'd actually rather have a conversation where I steer someone to another brand because that brand makes the product that they really need and maybe they never come back to us. You know, that'd be better to me than trying to twist their arm and get them to buy our product just to make a sale. But you didn't that's even leave a bad taste that. in their mouth. That's the, no, that's the coolest thing. They'll, right. they'll be like, hey, man, I talked well, to you, Carl over call back every time. Yeah. yeah. And, right. and right. they'll come by your booth and say hi next time even. And that's, that's return yeah. enough at that point. And so, we get that. We get that. We, you know, we're working on, we have, we've been in business 50 years. Huh. And that's one way we stay there. And, you know, we're small, like I said. Um, but I think we have a unique product line, and I think we have a unique approach to selling. How do you like being back? CFX, I know it's like one and done for the year, but this is a little <laughs> odd, and, but yeah. it's good to see you here. Well, thanks. And, yeah, no, it's fun to be at a show. It's fun to see industry friends like you guys. And, and uh, you know, it, it feels a little strange. I feel out of practice, you know, getting... Uh, Getting on the plane and coming here and going, you know, dealing with the logistics. Maybe I was talking about yeah. the the unions and the docks and all that stuff, and it's like, wow, I haven't dealt with this in a while. Neither, <laughs> so, neither have they, and, and they haven't either. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've yeah. been sweeping the place for three months. I hope. Right. <laughs> but they did a great job. I mean, you know, we had a little snafu with the trunks. Uh, 
UPS called me just as I was getting on the plane, and they said, you know, we don't have a dock number, so we're either going to send it back or you got to tell oh. us the dock number. Oh, man. I'm like, I have no idea. You know, so I gave them the office number. They called the office, and the office said, oh, just take it to the hotel. And then they called me, yeah, the cases are going to be at the hotel. Like, how am I going to get the cases? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like, welcome to a trade show, you know. But a wonderful guy at the hotel actually said, oh, well, I've got a pickup truck. I'll help you take the stuff over nice. there. And, I mean, it was, it was kind of a maze, drive around until we could figure out how to get to the loading docks and everything. He was very and patient. That's, well, that's part of the trade show thing that you don't anticipate until you do it a couple times. Right. Like, Keith and I were walking around for a good hour and a half yesterday trying to find a console. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. where's our stuff, right? Because exactly. everything yep. gets shipped, so you got to go find it. So mm -hmm. that's one of those things. Or, I, I love when you go to plug it in and they haven't ran electricity to your Well, that's booth the other yet. thing. Is, right. Who's getting the power on? Who's supplying the cabling for the video system? Where's who's, the projector who's, coming who's from? Who's metering the power? Yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you don't, get to... Don't just plug in. <laughs> yeah. I, no, no. I, I figured that one out for real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. In Orange County. Or, okay. no, yeah. Yeah, in Orange you County. You blow something up? No, I didn't. Somebody, someone, you were with oh, somebody blew a, something up. A, a neighbor at a neighboring booth did, because they dropped 208 or whatever for... Oh, three phase. Yep. Whoops. So, yeah. Carl, just because Carl was mentioning it, what model of microphone are we using at, that you guys supplied for the demo? You guys have the HHA handheld. Is that our, one of the newer ones? With our capsule head on it. It's one generation old, but okay. we still make it and sell it. It's, yep. you know, it's kind of the core of, of the line at this point. It's a digital hybrid platform, which we've been making since 2004. And uh, it takes any capsule head. You could put a Shure head on it, an EV head, a Heil head, whatever your flavor is. Uh, you know, there's tons of different, you know, DPA is mm -hmm. out there. Uh, and it's got all those multifunctions on the button, Super which we cool. were talking about earlier today. Yeah. So it's, it's it, a It good made me want to dig into it, especially just not getting on the RF network and being able to go through and do your frequencies was huge. But then I was like, it doesn't work the way I want it to. Right. Oh, that's because it does other, other cool stuff that I needed to do. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I powered them up because we are sharing a room with the main stage, yeah. and they have like 30 frequencies on stage. So I, before we started doing our thing, I wanted to walk them over, and I let their A2 look at them so he could check that we were in his coordination oh, and we weren't going to be bumping anybody or they weren't going to be. So that was cool yeah. that I was able to, I literally brought him the, the mics and said, here's what we're doing. Do we need to change this or what? And he looked at him and was like, no, you're good. So we were able to do that without me having to, power it up and, and cause an issue. Oh, to trans you know? Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, trans That's the, the RF off mode. Right. And in the old days, that used to be a hardware switch. It would be like, you know, off. Uh, and then, on the front of the unit, yeah, not on the handle. Yeah, there would be a two or three position switch. Off, yep. you know, safe, and then transmit. Transmit. And now it's software. You know, you push the button just momentarily. Mm -hmm. It comes on, but is not transmitting. If you push the button and hold it, you'll see a count up. One, two, three, and it's transmitting. Yep. Um, you can also change that on the button. You know, there's a lot of flexibility there. Neat microphones, cool. man. We get some special stuff yeah, just working for this thing. Thank you, and on behalf of the whole Proson Web organization, thank you for supporting yeah, us. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Appreciate My it. pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get Keith over here. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. This was... This, <laughs> this is the one that I wanted. This is the glorious return to the signal of noise. Keith is an original, Ep epito original host. Episode Excellent. one yeah. through... Yeah. One through seven. Ladies and gentlemen... He retired after editor, he heard I was coming on. He's yep, like, oh, editor yeah. in chief, Pro Sound Web, Life Sound International, uh, Keith Clark. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, Churnside's here. He, he can do it. Yeah. Now, I got uh, better stuff you, to do. You did get me this morning. You know, I, if I'd have known that was coming, you were saying, oh, you're going to be on. I knew it. I just kind of, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> if, if I'd have just 
known. No, you just <laughs> I would have just shake like, your well, head and yeah, just do it. Maybe and kind of drifted away. You didn't give me a choice. You were like, all right, Kyle. <laughs> after his episode, you just start with him. Yeah. No. <laughs> hey, well, honestly, that's when this thing took off. Yeah. When I departed, you came on board. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was after then, the Dave Shearman episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was great. And then uh, you know, Chris came on board shortly after, and you guys have just gotten it done. So, well, personally, I want to thank you one for the first interview ever when I was with Fall Out Boy. Oh, that's right. Mix Magazine. Yeah. Keith yeah. Clark did my very first interview as a crappy engineer from St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> and, and we talked back and forth. Like, I'd run into him at trade shows and stuff, oh, yeah. and he always kind of paid attention to where I was, and that meant a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But thank you for what you do for Signal to Noise, because this is... I've met three, four, or five of my new best friends. Yeah. This is it. And, yeah. and Kevin McPherson is yeah, here in publisher. Yeah, he's yeah absolutely. No, that's the cool thing yeah. that I've watched you guys do is grow this community. I mean, not only the people in this room, but just all of the things you're doing to get people engaged. It's, it's really incredible. I don't think we could have wrote our mission statement when we first got this thing together. But I yeah, think I no now, after 112 episodes 119 120 when we release this it's yeah. Be yeah. episode 120 i think right now you guys could almost help us write our mission statement because you have seen where this has went and mm -hmm. that's really cool so since we're talking about trade shows you're heading up all the demo stuff and making sure all the cogs are working you know what i mean so i mm -hmm. mean can you talk about like i mean one of the things i've noticed about working with you this long is you're a great delegator mm -hmm. and you just figure out well i don't need to personally sort everything out i, I know who's going to deal with this and I'm going to let them deal with that, and I'm going to deal with this other thing. And you kind of just make sure everyone's on the same page. I mean, yeah. that's so what's the perspective on that for managing something like this? Great people and trust them. Don't bring anybody aboard that you don't trust. Hmm. Okay? If you're getting a vibe or you don't see eye to eye with someone, you have the choice not to work with them. It doesn't mean they're a bad person at hmm. all. Yeah. But the thing I have found through all these years of business and working Boy, trust is up there as the most important thing. People, some people are smarter than others. Some may be technically better mm -hmm. than others. But if you can't establish trust with people, it's, it's going downhill fast. Excuse my hair. So, <laughs> what, is there, what's happening? Oh, 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 oh there we go. Trust so so Kyle, yeah. Kyle has trust tattooed, you know, three feet across this. Wow. Uh, that was back. my second well, tattoo ever. Even, yeah. even, and it might seem simple, like, okay, it's a loudspeaker demo, it's two faders on a console, but there's a lot of little things that have to get sorted out, and you can't personally make all those things. There's just too much. Right. So you have to know that this person's going to sort the audio out and this person's going to sort mm -hmm. the video out, and so you kind of just put the team together. Yeah. No, that's, a, that's exactly it. Every, everybody I work with, you know, I, I trust them. I typically really like them and or love them in a way. And, and it just goes from there. You know, that's, that's it. And when something doesn't work out, we've had a couple of times, mm -hmm. especially early when we were doing uh, this event, where we had to hire someone kind of on the fly to fill a role. They, they did okay mm -hmm. but it was kind of the okay i think we can let's plan ahead a little bit more here and get someone you know who's a little more yeah. with our flow so it, right. it's just been a process now of um we started here in dallas with the first one uh the first loudspeaker demo i think it was at least 12 years ago yep and so while. yeah it's been a it's been a journey and it's today has been so great just because we're back mm -hmm. um yep. 
you know, ironically smaller than we've ever been, even that first event, but we're back. Mm -hmm. And it was just so wonderful to see everybody getting together um, and hear audio going live and even the couple of glitches we had in session one, which is inevitable because it's live, yeah. right? And it was kind of fun of like, ooh, ooh, we're back. We're back. <laughs> Things are happening. Keith they, like, they're not, Keith they're like, not always perfect, no, right? I, no. Every time but, I sit down, I have to get up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I had a superstition thing going that every time I sat down, something would get a little sideways on us. And so for a long time, I just stood there. And, you know, there feet are getting tired, whatever. But I was like, no way, no way. Not going not gonna to do it. So... Um, but the other part of making this work is um, it's, it's kind of politics, if you will. Yeah, yeah. And is. What, what is great about our manufacturers, the, the companies that participate in this, um, the loudspeaker companies specifically, because they're ostensibly competitors, mm -hmm. and yet they come together at this thing, and they work real well together because they understand that at one level they are competing. They want to sound better than the, everybody else there, mm. right? And they want to show better than everybody else here. But they realize that if the whole show doesn't work, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter how good they look if everybody else looks terrible, right? right? And, and if they're going to tear it down, you know, one, one bad apple can tear something down real quick. And these folks are just great. Oh, yeah, once in a while I get a, you know, a legitimate, usually, um, not even complaint, um, but, but often it's in the form of a suggestion mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, kind of along the lines of, hey, you know, I noticed this, next time could we do X instead? Instead yeah. of saying, well, I'm just, you know, angry with you and you, <laughs> you know, you don't like us yeah. and this. That. So that's how this thing works is that the people who, come and do it, and that includes our sponsors too, is that they realize it's, it's, it's a show, it's an event, and it's an opportunity for everyone involved. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, it, there's it was, value, at return on investment. Mm -hmm. Our ROI of the speaker demo is huge because uh, you have to have a separate room for it. You can't do it on the trade show floor. Mm -hmm. People gotta go to it. And I don't see anyone having to be drug over there. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's a cool event for everyone because everyone gets to be loud for a second. You get to listen to music. You be, get you get to be a sound person and criticize everything that you <laughs> mm -hmm. hear. Yeah. And that's we love that. That's what we do really well. Yeah. Yeah. Fair game. I thought it was really neat. Like the manufacturer would come out and they'd listen to the other rigs and they were talking. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, yeah. That's what we, that's what we do. This is kind of in our blood, you know. Yeah. It, it was actually kind of. I, I will say though, it was kind of funny um, to. I enjoyed watching the other manufacturers when the other manufacturers were on, and to see like them making comments or looking at each other, you know, just like I mean, look as as we all some yep. people do, like you know, like it was. I enjoyed, there was and, and, one song that you very clearly didn't like. No, it was we no, were we're gonna we pull were, that song. Yeah. Uh, Chris, yeah. Chris and I are Switzerland, by the way. We're we, we can't say nothing. Everyone's well, great. you know what? They by the way, awesome. in our defense, Michael and I were going through tracks, and we heard that one, but we were listening to it on computer speakers in the back of the hall while someone was doing a full demo. No. So, I, so we caught the gist of it. We thought, oh, that'd be a good one. You know, that'll work great. I think, then, I think the, the song, you know, the, and I forget the, the song it was, but whatever it was, there's a lot of horns and stuff, and it, it's, it's kind of growly and stuff, and I think the art of the song when they record it, perfectly fine. I yeah. think for showcasing what loudspeakers sound like, Maybe not the best song. Yeah. That's all. You know, I mean, how, yeah, I don't, in other words, how many why, songs I, why I don't use Nine Inch Nails to check my. I got a soapbox that I'd love to oh, get okay. on. Oh, here we go. I just, 
quit picking the same damn songs and play something that <laughs> sounds like garbage. I want to hear what that sounds like, like garbage. Like, play a freaking right. metal song. Hey, Kyle, Kyle's coming down on our side on this then, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that wasn't your usual demo. No, fair, no, we, that, right? we, that, we, rolled out some, we rolled out some dark horses on that one. Yeah, that it's not fair. Play a metal song. Play something that's going to eat well, up the bandwidth. Well, people go, oh, there's too much like, mid-range in that song. It makes my thing vibrate. I want to know that. Yeah, I, I want to know that you too. Know, yeah. it, you know, if it's an amazing track, like, it's really easy for a system to sound good with you the amazing track. You can play track. that through Mac no, you're, exactly. your, your earbuds no. and it sounds yeah, great. We, we and do, listen we from do the some table. stuff that is definitely challenging to some systems or exposes right. some some flaws and some resonances. Correct. And that's, that has a role. That's there for a reason. You it know? does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's not intentional. That's the thing. Yeah. Is we're just trying to provide a variety of yeah. styles. Yeah. And that's what ends up happening is, and some systems... Go through it well, and others, you know, sometimes some, you can spot. And like, some of them struggle with other things. Like each system, you can hear where it's doing well and where it's not, and it's different mm-hmm. for each program material. That's why we do it. All, so. all those songs were mastered by two people. <laughs> <laughs> and Forty-two I, artists mastered by two people. <laughs> and just, just so you know, there is uh, no Steely Dan in our None. current playbook. No, yes, so yeah, we right. we could no go get Eagles. some. You know, by demand if necessary. It's just gonna be but. Nightfly for every single, yeah, every single <laughs> Hotel one. California yeah, Live. Yeah, but just the conga loop in the beginning over and over. Yeah. Sweet, the sweet. So we gonna roll a decks again here? Thank yeah. you, yeah. thank you, Keith. Thanks, Keith. Thanks, guys, yeah, thank very you, much. Thank you, Proton Web Live Sound International. Thank you. Samantha Potter. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> not not Missouri. Not Missouri. No. Oh. Other other side of the river. Secret messages. Not Secret messages. Not, it's not fun. Samantha has more business cards than any of us. Yeah, so I, I interviewed her for a panel today, and I was yeah. like, man, I have to announce like four different organizations. Is, is, a it, company, is she a like podcast. the professional equivalent of the CVS receipt, where it's just wicked long? Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah, so we got, so I mean, Churchtown University, ProSound Web, she writes articles for, and, and LiveSound Live Sound Magazine, Churchtown Podcast. Um, Alan, and uh, Alan Heath, and then just like the whole job of Alan Heath, right? Like it's, yeah. it's like a few. Well, do you things. consider it's that fine. your full time? Like that's where the majority, the lion's share, if you will. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. Alan and Heath, majority by far. Because um, we were, she came in town the same day that we did, and I was like, "Hey, come and see us." And she's like, "No, I gotta sit in my hotel room and do bum. I, I got, I'm a bum. I gotta work." And she's like, "Oh yeah, you have a real job. I forgot." That's yeah, I have <laughs> real. PowerPoints and emails to answer. Like they were not going to answer themselves. I have no regret. Also, you it was like really PowerPoint, though. I didn't, didn't answer. I didn't answer PowerPoints. Answer emails and work on PowerPoints. Um, and part part of the work was like making sure I had everything ready for today and for tomorrow. Yeah. So uh, it's a uh, you know it's it's all good. I had team meetings. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Samantha's changing the world. I just want to say that. Like seriously, you do a lot of stuff and. Kudos to you because you you take care of it and that's awesome. That's very kind. Thank I, you. I have a hard enough time with one job and me and a dad. Like those two things tax me, big time. Yeah, uh, plopping a baby into this scenario at, my, at this time in my life feels like the wrong thing to do. But it, that's that's you, a whole. Are we plopping it metaphorically or no? Or, is you, it an onomatopoeia or you what? couldn't like even that? add a gerbil to my life? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a definitely um, a balancing game. But I everything I do. 
like has a very intentional like idea behind it. It's very purposeful. And if I didn't think it was adding any value into the community or into the world, I wouldn't be doing it. So killer. Well, let's talk about that because before you you took your current position, you and I had talked a lot about how it was going to change, kind of how your time was spent and your yeah. priorities and. And now that you've been doing it for a year plus, mm -hmm. right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, how has your view changed on some of that stuff? Like you were kind of like, I mean, you, it was a big shift for you. Mm. Yeah, no, now it's, it's very like uh, regular hours, but I kind of enjoy that. And um, it was, I I'd freelanced um, this like anniversary gig last weekend. And it was such a weird shift from what I've been doing with my day job now, uh, even with all the pros and webs up, I was like, I almost forgot what it was like to be out for th on my feet for 13 like straight hours. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, no right. shit. Ooh, and, ow. But, it, but it, how did your soul feel? Uh, it was it was good. Like right? once, no, I hear once uh, we got going and it yeah. was like, got to the next more, I was like, Okay, here we go. Like, this feels better. Like all of this pain in the butt stuff for the last nine hours um, has been worth it. Um, but to go back to your original question, Michael, uh, it's worked out. Like I have adjusted really well to it. And now like all of my work is remote. Like I live in Kansas City, but like none of almost none of my work is actually there. So I can kind of work from wherever. Like I went to Arkansas um, in like March. Of coming and out. Yeah. So here's a question because, you know, and it's something I can talk about too and, and Kyle you're, you're just starting a new position as well and you just changed positions that's right mm. when you come into an organization like Alan Heath for example you, a lot of that time is like just learning how things function yeah. and kind of what the vibe is and how much sort of initiative am I supposed to take independently or, or mm. at, at what point should I be asking somebody for clarification procedure and policy yeah exactly yeah. so yeah. you know and you know the environment of rational acoustics is very, very different than, you know, there's a lot more like, and I'm also, I'm a, I'm a freelancer, right? Mm -hmm. So, so you have responsibilities, you have projects, you have stuff you have to do, but there, you know, there's no one like making sure you clock in at nine and clock out at five. Like you just do your thing. Yeah. And so you have to sort of find where you sit in that spectrum. Like how yeah. was the, that process for you? Yeah, that was really hard. I think it took 10 months for me wow. to like get into the groove of what this job like meant day to day. Mm -hmm. uh, and also because for so much of this first year, it's not been a normal year. So um, sure, I haven't gotten to be yeah. uh, out a lot. I haven't gotten to do stuff. Uh, but now I very much understand how like my brain wants to work and I'm really good and uh, really get in the zone for like a couple hours and I just bury myself in that and then I give myself permission to come back up for air mm, yeah. and like go hang outside or go yeah. you know work out of the hammock or something and just and go I'm with glad that. you said that because that's like the that's the seedy underbelly of like being an independent contractor or being freelancer working from home like okay it's it's 12 30 I'm gonna stop now and go eat mm -hmm. you know when you're not in that structured office mm -hmm. environment mm -hmm. like it's harder you know or I'll have you know what, what I like about it is I'll have days where I'm like you know okay I'm gonna sleep in a little bit today I'm gonna get to the desk at 10 or uh, you know gee I, I'm gonna start at 12 I'm gonna work through till 7 or 8 in the evening so I love that flexibility and I, I'm more productive because I can choose to do the work at a time that I feel like I'm gonna be productive on it but it's also harder to balance that and stop and walk away and go do stuff or you know 
Yeah. Make sure you eat. I mean, it yeah, it's like a really kind of it's a double edged sword. Same things, yeah. For sure. Uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks I've been really bad about feeding myself. Like <laughs> I will go all day and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't eaten. I was like, I feel sick. Like Boxer I come out of the bars office and your desk. That's how yeah, you sound. I was like, oh, I was like, I don't Bag feel of well. Cheese. Yeah. Uh, weirdly enough, uh, but yeah, it, it's all been part of that process, and that's kind of what I enjoy about working. Uh, with Alan Heath USA is that I'm remote, so I get to sort of like have that flexible schedule that's mm -hmm. tighter than being totally freelance, but not as rigid as a normal office right. job. And so it's a real nice gray zone for me. So Kyle, you, you're is it operations manager. Yep. So of audio, yes. You, the, nice. you just threw like here, this is your where your warehouse now. Like run your shop. Like yeah. You probably had to do a lot of like learning just to figure out environmentally what you were dealing with. And, and remember a couple of weeks ago we did that thing on the podcast and we started talking about the clinic and those yeah. those who were burnout or it's like. Okay, I was wrong. I'm burnout. Are you no, are you no. settling in now that you've been doing it for a couple of weeks now? Yeah, but it's changed up my schedule a ton. Mm -hmm. And and like you said, Samantha, my schedule changed and that's what's making it weird. And I did a few freelance gigs and I did the thirteen hour days. It's and, hard. It's hard to make that change. It's hard to come out of this, like get the get the rust knocked off, get the training wheels back off again. That's why CFX is like a good break point for this mm -hmm. it really is because i think it's making it a little bit easier but i get up my my morning schedule is totally screwed like uh, i'm i'm dealing with time management again i'm tour managing myself mm -hmm. and whereas like keith is tour managing this bit of operation that's happening across the street like i'm trying to tour manage myself now okay i need to walk away at this time yep. i need to be at work at this time i go to lunch at this time I need to have stuff cleaned up and ready to go by this time. But here's the best part. Here's the best part. I love this part. <laughs> I get to go home at 4.30 and not do it again until the morning. Right. Because yeah, you get to I, clock out. You get to say, like, I'm, I can't look at this anymore, yeah. and I don't have to. Well, that, that's the other thing that is, is I, I like, like you said, work remotely and work from wherever. The, the problem is my commute is 17 feet. <laughs> right. So like my office is just so jammies. Yeah. So there's something like mentally that's really nice about, like you said, clocking out, leaving work. I'm going to go home now and be my family or whatever. So when your office is in your house, you have to put other that separation in place. In other yeah, ways, it's like you, you have know? to make it a physical space yeah. and I can physically close the door, mm -hmm. walk up my half flight of stairs and I'm no longer at work. Yep. You got a new house. Did did get a new house. Is your office on the second floor or the? No, or it's the like a floor? finished half basement. Down. Basement. Yeah, it's um, it's called an atrium split. So like in the middle of the house, um, like uh, there's a big column, an atrium, you might say, uh, <laughs> where in fact you did say, where you can like all the levels like sort of uh, can see each other, and so there's no one floor that's the entire size of the house. So it's nice to like come up from my finished basement, a half flight of stairs, and then I'm in our family room, and yeah. I can just like oh. turn on the TV. Watch, you know, Wife Swap, which was has been a great binge uh, on Hulu, and like and like check out or play, you know, on my Switch or something, you know, and just and disconnect what, like I what need to. Switch game are you into right now? Because Joy, I just got Joy a Switch. So um, can... Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Oh, yeah. 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 not, but not not the new one. Well, they re-released the cla oh, One and okay. Two for Switch, yes, so they obviously did. I bought that the day it came out. Okay. So I've been playing that. Well, we're gonna get you Wingspan. Because okay. Joy plays it and Hannah plays it. It's like a card okay. game with birds. So I have another watch. If, if you want to be just like hands in your face the entire time, watch the Paris Hilton cooking show. Cooking with Paris is <laughs> so cringeworthy, <awful>. hilarious. <laughs> like, 
it's like a car crash. You just keep mm. watching it, and you're like, oh, my Lord. I, I watch Kim Kardashian and, <laughs> and, and Paris make waffles, and it was... And now I'm into like season not, two. Not as not as cool as our Texas shaped waffles. Yeah, we did this it morning. What? You know what I got into? You know what I like battery. really got into? Like Here goes. middle pandemic Spiraling. was Forged in Fire. They make the knives. Yes, you have like, you I like two that hours to make a sword, like which is a completely ridiculous premise, but like it's it. really fun. We were watching. We we watched like four like seasons that of that. Yeah, yeah. This is amazing that we're all together. Mm-hmm. It is. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> What was it? I don't even know. I mean, it's not even over yet. We're just hanging out. <laughs> well, uh, well, Samantha, we haven't have been able to ask you this. Yeah. So, if you could define your legacy uh, or boy. how you'd want to be known, how would you define that? Mm, this is something me and Michael have been talking about for literally since we've become friends. Yeah. Is just like how, show, like how we're building our own legacies. And if I had to kind of define that now, I would say. Something having to do with like um, helping educate the mm-hmm. community, like helping everybody get on the same playing field, uh, and having it less be this really diverse uh, or rather divided, really like between uh, houses of worship or uh, the education, the higher ed people, yeah. and the touring rows. Like for us to all come together and do stuff, I think it, I think it's something like that right now. At least at this point in my life. Church what kept me kid? alive during COVID. It yeah. did. Like in St. Louis, everyone had to shut and go to broadcast and no one was ready mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And thank goodness I had a tiny bit of knowledge and I had a friend who was with a lot of lower income inner city churches and I actually feel at home now working for those churches. Yeah. And it's amazing. Good. Like well, I mean, how did you guys, how have you guys defined it? Like your legacies, like what are you guys oh, building? Well, you know what's interesting is when I was watching you, uh, we, were, we were sitting in on your class earlier. Oh, right. Um, to me, the, it's something that's really important to me and has become more important to me is creating an environment where people feel comfortable asking a question. Mm, that's right? a, yeah, that's because good. Because you can just get up there and present 50 minutes of whatever and then yeah. go any questions and no hands would go up. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. You have to... F- you have to break that little speed bump down so someone can surmount that, you know, everything in your survival mechanism is saying, don't raise your hand in this room full of people and ask a question that seems stupid and everyone's going to make fun of me. Like, it's hard, but that's something that with our mentorship program and with my mentees, that's, that's something that we talk a lot about is, like, you, you have to ask, and then we can help you. If you want to meet this person or you want to understand this concept, like, we can find someone to put you in touch with, that mm-hmm. can, we can give you resources, but we can't do that unless you come to us and say, hey, I really want to do X, right? Yeah. And so, that's good. you know, watching you teach, it's, you know, it's always that first person that raises their hand, and then all of a sudden nine people have questions. No yeah. one wanted to be the first person to ask the question, right? Yeah. So like that, to me, I think creating that environment so people are comfortable being that first person that's a question. I really, li- I really like that. I'm going to yeah. like take a piece of that and like add it okay. onto mine. That's, that's cool. a yeah. really good way to phrase, I think, what I'm also going You're for. You're the first one who's ever asked us that. I think you should ask the creator that. <laughs> I asked all three of you. What? Yeah, what? I mean. Chris is next. Next. Yeah, no, it's, it's tough. It, it's it's you funny. Wait, did we just get Missy Elliott? We got thing down flipping and reverse it here. Yeah, so... I, I, I think I have two different ones, um, and, and I think it's okay. People always ask, well, what about, you know, uh, is it work, is it life? Um, so 
the first thing that got me thinking about this was the history of live sound stuff that I'm trying to get into, right, with how we mm -hmm. got loud. Um, you know, with, with life and, 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 and work, it's been difficult to stay up to date with that. But, you know, I, I said from the onset, onset of that, that that it was going to be a lifetime's work to get to there. So I still do want to make the ultimate history of live sound, and I don't know what that looks like yet, mm -hmm. but that's definitely a goal yeah. and or legacy I would like to leave behind. But I think outside of that project, um, um, being, I like being a facilitator of, of, of people uh, or, or resources. Mm -hmm. um, so one of the reasons that I love um, uh, connecting so much uh, with people on uh, on on LinkedIn and Facebook or whatever is like I even kind of said this a while back even kind of before the podcast I wanted to be the most audio connected person in in LinkedIn and not from like a you know like a just as like a celebrity thing or like a I, I want notoriety. But you, you are a big deal on the internet. Well, <laughs> I've been telling all week all week when we go see people at the various places. Uh, I'm like, yeah, he's a big deal on the internet. We, we talk about the, <laughs> we, talk, we, we talk about the power of networking, right? So yeah, just from my job sure. alone, right? So I mean, half of my job or even more of my job now that I'm operations manager is labor. Yep. I have to find resources all over the country, yes. you know, and now that we've come into like the podcast and mentorship and training and stuff, like the network of people and the ability, like just, just this week or the past two weeks, I've had at least three emergency calls. Hey, I need so-and-so in Orlando. I need someone to like, I like being able to facilitate or, um, mm -hmm. Hey, um, can you help me with this? I don't know the answer to that, but I know the person who does. So mm -hmm. I like to have a yeah. person that I can always call, you know, if I, if I need to, well, I don't, like I don't, a fixer. I don't yeah. have to know that answer. I'm but getting I know a lot more call. calls like that too. And it's, and it feels good when you can help or answer mm -hmm. at least yeah. or get them to the right well, you've talked about that before, like just this, the satisfaction you get from being able to help somebody. Man, you know, it's amazing. Yeah, that, and, and it's part of what makes like house of worship work so satisfying is because, like, pretty much everybody that's there is all trying to, like, help out or contribute yep. yeah. something. So, so the the uh, people that came to your class today, and you were talking about was it uh, better streaming, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mixing for streaming. Yeah. So, would you say that? Were they mostly people who were new to the concept, or they've done it and they're struggling, or they're, they're seasoned pros? Like, how did that audience? I pulled. I pulled them at the beginning, oh, okay. so I knew Perfect. how to like cater what I what I was saying and how I was presenting yeah. it. Uh, it was a really good mix. It was probably fifty percent people who <coughs> people who just started mm -hmm. in the last eighteen months, and fifty percent people who had been doing it two years or longer. So yeah. I'd been essentially tried to split it between: Have you done this because you had to, or right. have you been doing it yeah. because it was something you're house of worship wanted to do beforehand mm -hmm. uh, so it was a really good blend uh, and just like you said earlier once you get those questions yeah. wrong it was you well that's a challenge from a from a like curriculum standpoint because you want to have something for everybody in there you yeah. don't want to bore anybody and you also don't want people like there's nothing worse than when someone goes to a class and they're like okay i'm going to learn this thing and then it's all too complicated for them and they leave like you don't you don't want to send somebody out of your class with that yeah it's terrible so you got to have at least something on every level, which is how we, you know, honestly, Keith and I talk all the time about this is how we, we structure the magazine, too. Mm -hmm. There's, there's yeah, you basic gotta be stuff, able there's to intermediate cover. stuff, there's yep. expert stuff that, you know, that 97% of the readers don't care about or are interested in, but we, you want something for everybody, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and that's part of the fun is that so anybody can pick it up and read something. That's yeah. huge. Uh, okay, so legacy. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. The, this is going to be off the wall, I think. Um, okay. But I've been thinking about this a lot too because um, I had a lot of time to think. And uh, I just want to be a good dad. And um, I want my daughter to be able to know what I did mm -hmm. and what I continue to do. 
and I love helping people and I love connecting and um, this is all for her at this point and it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not. Um, I could care less to tell you the truth. Like I was getting ready to quit this fucking thing. Like I was ready to not mix shows. I was ready to not do audio. I was ready to not do anything and I'm glad to be here and I'm glad to have my new job and I'm glad to do all that. And I'm glad my daughter gets to witness me not quitting Mm -hmm. that. Um, It's super important because she's starting sports. She's starting team activities. She's in Girl Scout. Mm -hmm. She's in this. And I don't want her to think that giving up or putting something aside is something that I would do. Mm -hmm. Because what we do at home and what she sees, like we don't sit and talk about work in front of her, but she knows what I do. Mm -hmm. She's been to more rock shows than most adults. You know, and yes, she doesn't yeah. remember half of them. She was wearing headphones. She was picked up by the bass player of the Beach Boys when she was two months old. Like, mm. she got pictures with Fallout Boy and Kat Von D. And, like, we were like, and I look back on that, and that's not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm be dead and gone. I'm like a great Dane. I only got a few more years left. Like, I'm a tall, <laughs> tall old guy. So, this, this legacy that I'm living, and if it spreads further than my daughter and it spreads into the community, then I did my job. Well, yeah, but I think, it, I think it's clear that it has. I mean, you walk around the show floor, everybody knows you, everybody's happy to see you. That's yeah. everybody that we've asked that question to on the show, like 100 people at this point, that's the answer that they want. Yeah, nobody's like, oh, God. Yeah, no, sucks. like, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, Hannah said it to me earlier. She's like, wow, everybody knows Kyle. I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, I, I was talking to. Years ago, I was talking to my music group dealer at the time, and he goes, oh, you do podcasts with Kyle Trinsley? He goes, that guy's a fucking legend. <laughs> so, yeah. like, everyone, everyone's happy to see you, man. So, you, I mean, that's, you know, you yeah. definitely left that. Keith is the same way. Like, you should yeah. walk with Keith. Everybody that doesn't know Kyle knows Keith. And there's probably yeah. a huge section of overlap where they just, everybody Kyle's knows. Kyle's a Kevin Bacon, though, the audio industry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't six, think, six I, degrees of Kyle oh, Trinsley. Kyle Trinsley, yeah. I don't think that was off the wall at all. I thought that, that was perfect. That's, I would hope more humans had yeah. ideas yeah. like that. So, and I've I've done it everything for this thing, and now I'm stepping into a new position that I've never done before. I've only seen done, and it's challenging and it's fun, and I'm working with a great group of people, mm-hmm. and I feel really good about it. And my home is different because of it. Mm-hmm. And at 4:30, when I clock out and I get there, I can be me. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same dude that everybody knows on the show floor is the same guy at home. Like, uh, I don't change much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's important. I think, like... Yeah, there's it, just not a weight on your shoulders. No. You don't have the next, you're not worrying about the next thing you have to do in a couple hours. No, and I think Michael said it on a podcast, or Chris, like, if you're uncomfortable and you're angry and you're upset and you're, you're trying to do your job, mm-hmm. it shows your confidence. And it shows your level of education on whatever you're, you're upset about. And... I've got to a point where it's really hard to make me angry or upset or frustrated or whatever, and I'm kind of proud of that. Like, that's something that you should be really proud of. I mean, it it doesn't mean I don't have the fire or the desire. It means, hey, man, I'm going to approach it this way because that other way doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And That's maturity. Wow. Yeah, but I know, yeah, it's level-headedness. Yeah. Yeah, cool under fire, which you can't teach, by the way. So my legacy's name is Kemper, and she's amazing. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. That. Well, there you go, Potter. You got it. You got it for everybody. Good thing Kyle went last because 
Everybody, anybody, any, any yeah, of the three of I, ours I would, have would have sounded to, like follow up to, to <laughs> Come on, I wish I was better. Yeah, there it is. I, I'm, yeah. I'm passing the baton, and that's like mm. one of the coolest things is, is be able to pass the baton. And we've had, I mean, so our, our friend David Williams, a couple of people who have been picking up like their first tour or their first you know production company gig. I'm like, yeah, call Kyle. They call you up. They get. They go, man. He has such great advice, and like it always means so much to these people. That, you know, to to hear your thoughts on that stuff. So you are you you're passing a lot of batons, man. Yeah. Well, call Kyle, any of us. Well, yeah. We had texted before I took um, this job with Alan Heath because I wanted to know his experience on the manufacturing side. I just didn't know too many people with that, so I was like, oh, I know who to text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I answer the life questions. I give the tech questions away now. <laughs> <laughs> um, a person told me not too long ago, and uh, she happens to be related. She said, you know, she worked in, in psychology and depression and addiction for a long time. And she said that one of the, the hardest things is, is that you can help everybody, but sometimes you can't help yourself. Mm. But I'm learning how to help myself through this. So it's mm. like, it, it's... It's oh, great. this is getting deep. We better end this before. It gets yeah, really I'm gonna have a spinoff podcast yeah. with Randy and the wig, and <laughs> and I'll tell I, the real story. I listen to it. Thank you, everybody who joined yeah. us tonight. Yes, yes. thank you. Uh, Hannah, yeah. Carl, yeah. Keith, yeah. Samantha, Joya's over there, <laughs> withstanding. Yeah, just had to listen to it.